Beasley Workwear now proudly sponsors Trade Legends. So Dave, we're down at the Trade Legends HQ. Uh, we've come together today to have a chat about, well, mental health, really, for World Mental Health Day. And we've actually done work together in the past. We've done quite a bit of stuff together in the past. And we thought it'd be good to get together, have a chat, maybe like a check-in to see how you're doing, where you've come from over the past. I think we sat and did an episode, was it February time, I yeah, think? Yeah, earlier in the year, yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed, well, we might as well start there if you, if you want. We could say like... Have you noticed anything that you're taking your mental health maybe a little bit more seriously or looking out for other people's mental health a little bit differently from our chat we had last time? I think definitely I have. Um, I'm probably a classic case that I was a sceptic. And before, obviously, seeing some of the stuff that you've done online and speaking to you and seeing sort of it more publicised, I was probably one of those people that would have been a critic of people talking about it or associating it sometimes with attention seeking or people associating that as a sort of a cop out of of a way of dealing with things and it's only through the the last sort of you know 18 months since we've been talking um that i've that i've fully realized the impact of what's going on upstairs and how it's actually affecting your mood how it's affecting your day-to-day and yeah i've definitely made some big changes. i mean i've made some really big changes recently um you know, I was struggling a little a little while back with some stuff that went on at work and it really affected me. I did not sleep. I did not sleep and I I couldn't sort of focus on what I needed to do. So I carried on for too long doing what I shouldn't have been doing. And then I've made the changes and decided what's more important to me and I've now put them into place. And it's only the last sort of few weeks that this has happened. So yeah. it's it's quite it's quite good that I'm here today. Um, but even these last two weeks, I am so much happier. I went through months and months and months of being the guy that I never thought I'd be. I never thought I'd be the guy who didn't get up ready for work and look forward to what he was doing. Um, and I became that person, sort of. I had a six-month spell where I did not want to go to work. And I never thought that would be me because I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I absolutely love what I do. I love work. I love the the freedom that's involved with it and the sort of management side of things was really getting me down. So I've just cut all that out. I've cut all I've cut out all the stuff that was making me unhappy. And despite everything else, you know, business and making money and, and whatever, I've done now what I needed to to make sure that I get up every morning when when my alarm goes off, get changed, coffee, and I'm out the door with a smile on my face. So yeah, I've I've seen some big changes in the last year, mate. Since we uh, since we last sat down. Yeah, well, it's great that you're actually putting yourself first and taking it that little bit more seriously. Do you think maybe eighteen months ago you would have just trudged through and kept going and yeah. keep? Oh, it's I'm running my own business and this is what I need to do and I need to put the grind in because you've got to be a, a grinder to get grind out. When in reality, we don't need to grind work out every day. We can, we can go to work every single day and love it and enjoy it. And if we do need to change it up and freshen it up every now and again it's the right thing to do and it's not a backward step it's the right step for you oh that's exactly how i'm looking at it some people would look at it as a backward step i mean i've cut my team right down from what we were to just just two guys now just me and me and the one apprentice and i'm just managing my time every day the amount of extra work that i had to do and the running round meant that i had no life outside <coughs> of things outside of work i had no life 
I was doing six days a week, flat out on the tools, long days. And then that seventh day, I was spending it doing paperwork. Yeah. And I wasn't seeing my kids. I wasn't spending any time with my family. And it took some some harsh words being said to me for me to actually wake up and realise what was going on. Because I think you can end up in a rut and you can end up in that place where you just keep going day to day, not realising the effects of what's happening because all you can see is you've got to get that done for that then to happen and it continuing on and on and on. And all of a sudden I blinked and months had passed yeah. when I just realised, you know, I, I, I genuinely, I was not asleep. I could not switch off, couldn't switch off at all. I was waking up an hour and a half before my alarm goes off and then thinking about all the stuff that was making me unhappy and all the stuff that I didn't want to get up for. Yeah. It was a... Uh, yeah, it's it's no good when it starts to take over your life and totally consume your life because then you you fall into this vicious circle of misery and then you start to resent your job and resent what's going on in your life and you think what's the point why am I doing this because a lot of people that I speak to now I say to people if you're going to start working for yourself you need to understand why you want to work for yourself if you want to go out and make loads of money if your goal is to have Lamborghinis on the drive and all that absolutely go for it go for it but what you've got to realise is what you've got to sacrifice to get to that point and <clears throat> I think you've got to the point that you were realising that what you work for, your family and your home life was being sacrificed for work life. And you've sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees because you're in that moment all the time and you think, oh, I've, I've got to do this. And because we're all, we all get that busy and it can, it can consume you. And like you said, you've had that moment now where it's give you that shock and your realisation and you've done something positive about it instead of going down the path of, well, I'm, it's just the way I am. This is just the way life is. This is just what we've got to do. You've you've made them positive changes, and you sound and you, if you look a lot better for it as well. I think we a couple of times we've met up outside work, and you look like you could fall asleep on yeah, a washing ragged, line. mate. Yeah, I yeah. really did. I, I know it. I know that. I, you know, I feel so much better now. I feel like a huge weight's been lifted off me. I really do. And like I said, it took some it took some harsh words being said to mm. me for me to actually snap out of it yeah. and realise you know when you're told that your kids won't recognise you yeah yeah do you know what I mean that's that's a serious thing and it is. I love my kids and I love the smiles on the face when I get home but yesterday I I finished work and I, I was home for quarter to four yeah quarter to four like, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean I had the whole evening with my kids yeah and I'm getting home I'm I'm making my, my biggest thing at the moment is I'm trying to make sure that I don't work weekends yeah. at all yeah and that even includes the paperwork day. and Because yeah. you're at home, you're doing paperwork. You're still locked away. Yeah, yeah. You're still locked away because I can't concentrate if the kids are running around and jumping yeah. on me. So you do lock yourself away. You can get raggedy as well. If you're trying to concentrate on something and they're coming in and then they'll be like, oh, dad, 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 do you want your attention? And then you, I mean, I do it with my kids all the time. I'll snap at them and yeah. say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it, it's it's little things like that. And now that you're making that time and putting that time in, because we always used to find time to fit another job in, don't we? Somebody will ring you up, can you come and repoint this or can you put a worktop on for me or whatever it might be. Yeah, I could squeeze that in on my way home or whatever. We always seem to find time for other people and, and bits of businesses, but we never find time for ourselves. And that's what you're doing now. You're finding time for yourself and your family, which will make you a better. And ultimately, have you noticed you're um, more efficient at work as well Massively. and getting Massively. jobs done and eating through the work? And My targets are really different now. Yeah. And just consolidating what I've got and shrinking things down to the smaller team now. My diary is so much more organised because I haven't got to try and do a full day 
as well as the racing rail, making sure that job's all right, making mm. sure that job's all right, having a customer meeting there, sorting out the materials for that one. And so it means that when I'm at work now doing what I am good at, I haven't got to think about anything else. I haven't got to think about rushing off and yeah. going and, and doing other things or thinking about needing to order something for a job that's next week that somebody else is going to be doing. And those things just really, really took a toll on me. You know, I'd go home every day. And no matter what time I got back, I'd be there. I'd, sli- I'd literally flip open the iPad, source materials for the next thing for that job or the next thing for that job. And I was just completely consumed by it, mate. Mm. I really was. And, you know, people people will stand there and they'll look at it and they'll think that I've took a backward step, mm. right? But I'm so... Whatever they want to call it, whatever it wants to be labelled, mate, I'm so much happier yeah. for it. Like, I know I can still make a great living. Yeah. I can make a great living and the business is, is you know, it's, it's getting back to a stage where I can get it healthy and stuff again and, and, and you know. But I also look at the, the way that the, the industry is still really busy, mm. I think. And, you know, there's all these talks of the possible recession and whatever, I'm still not seeing the signs of it. You know, jobs are booking and the beauty of it now is I've got the freedom again now to book the jobs that I want to do, not the jobs that I have to do to make sure that the team's busy. Yeah. Because there was so much of that involved. You know, you're taking on the jobs that you think at the time, okay, that'll keep six lads busy for six weeks and, and so on. And it might not be the right job for you. Mm. And I definitely found that. Do you know what I mean? I definitely found that. And we had a job that went tits up that absolutely ate away at me. Yeah. And it caused me so much stress. I just don't need it. Yeah. I don't need it in my life. I can, I can make a really good living working the hours that I want to work on the jobs that I want to do. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just, I, f- I feel lucky that I've had that realization. And luckily, I did have people around me who pulled me into line when, when it was needed. Yeah. Um, and then helped me get to where I am now. Yeah. And it's it's good. It's it just goes to show that that one decision of putting your mental health first has had a huge positive effect on not only your work life but your home life as Massively. well. Massively. And it's I think it's we need to learn to say no. You know, it's not a bad thing to say no to people, but if you're saying no and you're putting yourself first and looking after your mental health and your physical health both at the same time, it's just a better way of doing it. And once people get around the head, they get it in the head that to work for yourself, you don't have to have the the, the flash cars and things like that. It, it is a lifestyle and a way of life and putting yourself first is ultimately the most important because you are the most important tool that you have within your toolkit. Because if you're not 100%, it doesn't matter what jobs or what kit you've got, it's not going to be the right job. You're not going to do the right job to your full potential. And looking after the old noggin upstairs it is the way forward. And like you said, there's been a massive uh, change over the past 18 months that people are actually okay to talk about the mental health and put it first and bring it to the forefront of everybody's mind. There's people now on uh, social media where they'll they'll come in the van and they'll sit and talk and say, I'm having a crap day today. I'm really struggling with this, whether it's money side of things or whether it, a couple of weeks ago it was the labour shortage or whether it was wh- whatever was troubling those people today, they are having the confidence to sit in front of the camera, put it out in the public domain and say, I'm struggling here. I need a bit of help and support. And I know definitely 18 months ago that that wouldn't have been a half, that wouldn't have happened. And uh, I put a post out the other day about what's going on in my life with my mum and what's going on with my mum, and the messages and the um, DMs and the WhatsApps and the comments on it have just 
absolutely blown me away. It's just unbelievable that we're all coming together as a community to help and support each other and look after each other ultimately. And I know 18 months ago, if I put something on like that, people might have just put, oh, sorry to hear your loss. Whereas people like opening up to me, uh, I've had video messages of people saying that they're going through exactly the same thing. And it's nice to know that some, we can talk about it together because it all helps part of, whereas the grieving process for me for losing my mum, it's, I, I feel like I'm doing it with all the people that I've, I've got around me now. And it's, it's just phenomenal. And it's great to be part of. It really is great to be part of. Yeah, the community aspect of it now is really, really good. And like you said, it's becoming so much more inclusive. It's now... A, a, we're at the stage where it's the opposite of how it was. Mm. I would have been a classic case of a sceptic. Well, yeah. I really would have. I would have been that person that blew it all off and been like, what do you mean your mental health and things yeah, like that? And yeah. People use that as, as an excuse and a shadow because that's the way that I always sort of saw those things. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not I'm not ashamed to say that. Yeah. Like, that's the way I, that's the way I you know, envisage these things. And now, like, I spoke about my recent stuff um on, on my Instagram and on my stories and stuff like that. Like you said, the amount of support that you get from people and you realise that we're all in the same boat together. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm noticing as well is more people are saying the, sim the same sorts of things that, you know, they are struggling, but they're okay now because they've had this support. And I think it's it's really, really good to see. Really yeah. good to see. And there's, it's great to know that there's there's people like the Lighthouse that are out there that can, if you do need, you feel like a little bit more support and a little bit more of a, a professional support, there's people there that can give you that there with the helpline 24 hours a day, tech service or app. It's, it's available to everybody, but not only you, but your immediate family as well. And they can get that help and support with like you were talking, you were struggling about uh, sleeping. They have sleep coaches that work for them. So you could be three o'clock in the morning thinking I'm up, in, I need to be up in two hours, but I need to get a bit of sleep, give them a call. There's people there to help and support you and it's all completely free as well to use. And we are definitely, I think this is the beginning of a big change within our industry because if you think, I mean, I've been doing it since 2000, I joined the industry and you used to be able to smoke on site, you used to be able to um, work off wooden ladders and all these sort of things and they've, they've slowly brought them in because, well, there's been accidents and people have died because they've had accidents on site. So the, there's been a massive change in the culture with the safety side of things. And I think we're now at the tipping point where the, there's a change within the culture on the mental health side of things. Because like when I was at my lowest point and I was running these big sites, I was putting people to work. I could have been putting them to work in an unsafe way. And ultimately I was risking their life because I wasn't looking after my own mental health and going out putting them to work that I could have put them to work in an unsafe environment and it ultimately would have come back to me and it, again it was all feeding into that vicious circle and people are realising now that people aren't playing on it and it does really happen and like you say a lot of people say to me yeah but how do I know when somebody's taking the mick here and, and pulling my legs out well the people that are usually struggling the most they will say nothing they'll say the least but you will see changes in them I mean for me I didn't look after myself physically I wasn't uh getting my hair cut as regular I wasn't I was just doing the bare minimum um, I wasn't eating and then when I was eating I just eat crap all the time not looking after myself that way and I, I threw myself into work I was at work all the time rather than having that separation and things like that some people go down the drug and alcohol route some people go down the sports route over exercising and things like that 
if you start to notice little changes within people, within your teams or within yourself, these might be little uh, alarm bells to say something's not quite Someone right. Someone needs help. Let's yeah. ask a question. Let's yeah, see yeah. if they're okay. And it's, you know, are you okay? And yeah. It's 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 so easy easy done. Get someone on their own. Just have a quiet yeah. word and and reach out. Whether it's online or whether it's someone yeah. that you're around every day. I mean, even little things like you know that. I think the beauty of it is definitely online. I'm seeing the the, the real positive changes. Yeah. I mean, I don't work on big sites, so I don't really know what their sort of procedures are, and I don't know how much they're still willing to yeah you know accept these things, but. A couple of days ago, I had a cold because kids are back at school, so yeah, bringing yeah. snot home. And I said, "Ah, oh, the kids, you know, I said it on my story in the morning, kids are giving me a cold again. And someone messaged me, right, and said, you might be run down, you might be doing too much. Make sure you take it easy. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know, they, they've even gone as far to yeah. say that it might not be the kids or whatever. And it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little germ machines on it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was one of them things. And I, I just thought... That's that's a nice that's a nice reach out. That is, it's yeah. unprompted as far yeah, as I was yeah, concerned. Yeah. It was completely unprompted, and um, you know, I think I think that sort of there's lots of more, there's lots of people out there now who are getting the message that yourself and the Lighthouse Club and whatever are mm. really really spreading. So more of the same. Yeah, hopefully it, it continues to get that way, and people are putting two and two together exactly like you said there. That if you are like run down a little bit and. It might not be necessarily the kids. It might be because you're doing too much or you're getting to that burnout point and you feel like you can't do any more and um, you're, you're stressing yourself out over the over the littlest things. I think, I mean, a little tip that I always give people is, like you were saying before, that you you get home from work and you're sitting there and, and you're worrying about worrying because you're worrying. You've got to remember everything, everything, everything and 15 jobs on the go or 15 guys on the go, whatever it is. I tell people to do a brain dump so get a notepad, get everything out your head. If you want to do it on your phone or if you want to do it on your computer, wherever, get everything out your head. It might, not want, it might not make sense when you first write it down and then decrypt all that. Um, you might rewrite it two or three times, but then you can organise it. Then you can see it, you know what you need to do, and you can forget about it because it's there. So you don't have to worry that you're going to forget about it. You've written it down, you can physically see it. And then once you start working through those lists that you make, you can tick them off and you can feel like you're achieving something. Because sometimes you think you've got all these jobs to do and you don't know which way to turn or which way to go with it. And you think, I'm so busy, but I don't feel like I'm being productive. But if you're doing these, tick them all off as you go through and you can physically see that you are being productive and you are working your way through it. And that frees your mind to think and concentrate about the task that's in hand that you're doing now. So you might be hanging a door, but you might be thinking about a driveway that you've got to do work on in four weeks' time. Have I got everything in line for that? And it just allows you to, to have that little bit of freedom in your mind to rest as well, because your mind is, although it's the most complex muscle in your in your body, it's still a muscle. And if you're at the gym doing bicep curls constantly, your biceps will be tired. And, and become weak and that in your mind's exactly the same you can make you tired uh, your mind very very tired so i used to go off and do tasks where i wouldn't have to think about what i was doing sweeping floors cleaning up um going washing the van or what, whatever it might be and i'd be doing a task and my mind would be having a rest but i can see i can achieve i'm achieving something at the same time it's, it's funny that you say it like that because I, I actually remember over the last sort of six months the jobs that I enjoyed the most, and I remember coming home and actually saying, you know, I've had a good day today, were the jobs when I was doing something so, like, simple that I didn't have to think about it. So if I was digging a foundation trench or something like that, right, 
hand dig this trench. I've absolutely knackered my body out, yeah. but I haven't had to use my brain at all. <clears throat> I haven't yeah. had to use my mind. Haven't had to think about it. And I've, I've, you know, I've said, you know, I've had a good day today because I haven't had to think about anything. Yeah. And it's quite, it's quite strange that you that you actually put it into words. Then and all of a sudden, it, then it brings it back, and you think actually that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And this, and and that's another good point that we're talking here, and I'm saying things to you, and you say things to me, and it'll click with you, and like. Uh, talking is a massive thing. So for me, when I was at my lowest point, I wasn't talking. And once I did start talking about it, it was sort of like you've just said, clicking. I was like, oh, why didn't I think of that that way? Or why hadn't somebody said that to me before? It can be the simplest things, but they can consume you the most. Yeah, I count myself very lucky, to be honest, mate, because when I was going through my stuff a couple of months ago, I did sort of come offline. Mm. I was still there in the presence that I needed to be for the the people that I needed to be because mm. obviously I've got some affiliations and things like that. So I was, you know, hitting what I needed to hit with, with my, you know, obligations, but I sort of, I wasn't posting, I wasn't on stories, I wasn't on camera anymore, which for, for me is quite odd because I'm on there every yeah. day. And it only took a couple of days of that um, within the first week. And the people who know me from there were messaging me privately or WhatsApp and they were saying, are you all right? Everything all right? noticed that you've been a bit quiet and instantly straight away that sort of support system was there yeah and I count myself very lucky that I had that and you know when it got to the stage that I was I was really like I was swamped by this job this this one job consumed me because it went tits up like mm. um I had like 15 offers of of lads to come and work for free to come and help yeah. me out like and when you know that all of a sudden you've got some good people around you and you've got some good friends and stuff like it does actually then help you. Okay. So that's where I am. That's where I need to get to. Let's get a plan in place. And, and that's when I, I sort of switched everything around and, and sort of, and I did, I did write it down, did, did a bit of a, a Rob brain dump and yeah. did sort of, you know, I sat and I wrote it all down, what I had left, what I needed to get done so that I could get to where I am now. And that was, you know, slowing things down and getting to a stage where I'm more in control and I can be happy going to work again. So, so ladies and gents, tradesmen and women, I am trying to help you organize yourself. So we have teamed up with Tradeify, which is a software brand that if you are struggling to get organized, to look after your customers and to get everything ready for the jobs that you are going to need, then Tradeify is an all in one solution. So we've teamed up with those guys. If you click this little link just up here, you get 50% off your first three month subscription and you also can have a 14 day free trial. Yeah, definitely. And I think people, a lot of, a few sceptic people have said to me that, well, you're just turning everybody into a snowflake. I'm like, I'm absolutely not. I'm trying to teach people resilience for situations like that, because as we know, when you do jobs, to get a job over the line, the last 10% is the hardest 10% out of the whole job. And you need that resilience and that bit of grit to get you over the line. And if you're in a good place mentally, it, you can take it in your stride. And if there is a few more bumps in the road, if you're looking after yourself, you're in a good place to do that and overcome those situations and keep yourself going and get them jobs over the line so you can move on to the next one and do it all again. Yeah, that's it. And that's it's, it. It's, it's just great to be part of a community or an industry that are putting it forward. We have horrendous figures within the industry that two construction workers a day across the industry are taking their own life. But at the same time, hopefully we can start to bring those figures down and having open conversations like we're having now is definitely the beginning of it. And hopefully somebody watching this somewhere, it might trigger something with them to think, 
I, I need I need a bit of help here and a bit of support and that help and support is out there for people and you'll probably find people within your own community will start to provide that for you and ultimately you can help the people that you work with as well and, and pay that back or pay it forward however you want to say it and it's just so refreshing to be part of. It is because those numbers are still really scary. Massively scary. Two a day is, is it's, it's shocking. It's the sort of number when you tell people they don't believe you. Yeah, yeah. They don't believe you and because it's not anywhere in mainstream media that it's talked about. Mm. I mean, apart from that, maybe that, that one day a year or yeah. that one week a year, and even then it's sort of brushed over. Um, it's definitely something that needs to change and getting those numbers down has got to be got to be a massive target for everyone, really. Absolutely, and hopefully, again, with stuff like this, we, we can start to chip away at those figures and, and slowly bring them down and get the help and support to people out there that really, really need it. And it's it's not weak to speak about it. It's the biggest strength you can do. And if, I, if I'm if i able to stand in and, and sit and talk about it, just a rough-ass bricklayer from Manchester, then so can you and so can everybody else that is watching this and just just take that positive power forward and, and, and start making those changes in your life. Definitely. Because you won't regret it. Definitely. Like I said, I, I, was, I was one of those people. I wouldn't have spoke about anything. Mm. I really wouldn't. And the, the first time me and you spoke was last year when yeah, I had yeah. a similar situation. Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was COVID last year. Yeah. It hit my whole team and it put my whole work schedule behind. And because you watch my, my yeah. socials and stuff like that, you got in touch and said, are you all right? And I was like, nah, I'm really not. Mm. I'm really not. But I'd have never reached out to you and spoke to you. Yeah. But since then, we've had many conversations yeah. about things and, you know, we'll check in and, and, and make sure everything's all good. And, I I I would have never ever thought that I need someone to speak to. Yeah. Because we all sort of empower ourselves and think that no, I'll get through it no matter what. And because that's the sort of way that, especially people who you know run building companies yeah. and things like that, you you sort of on your own from yeah. a from an early start, and you sort of taught to be strong and stiff upper lip and all that. And I'd have never thought I'd be the person who needs to have a chat with someone. Mm. And I and I and I think it's brilliant now that the sort of you know, the, the coverage that, that you and the Lighthouse Club and, and so on are, are getting now online means that lots more people are seeing yeah. it. And I want I want everyone to reach out now. I want yeah. everyone who's even got the slightest little thing, reach out and speak to someone because nothing is more important than, than making sure that you're okay because everything else will fall, around, fall apart around you if yeah. you don't. And that's what was starting to happen to me. Even with my own enlightenment, do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd, it was falling apart around yeah. me. And it took someone to say to me, you know, this is what's happening. Have you seen what what's yeah. happening? Before it clicked, and I'm just I'm just glad it did. It did at the right time. This is it. And if people do reach out to each other, and I think it's important for people to remember, you don't have to have the answers for people. You don't have to say, well, this is what you need to do to get over that problem. You can just be that safe ear for somebody to talk to. And like I was saying before, that when I started talking about stuff, it started to. As, as it came out, it, it was sort of unravelling itself and made sense to me. And that's sometimes all somebody needs because um, people get a bit scared that, oh God, I, I need to give them an answer. You don't, you just sit there. Like people say to me, well, what do you do when you have this situation? I'm like, nothing. I just sit there and listen to what they have to say. And if I have got an opinion on it, I might say, well, when I've had this similar thing happen to me and I tried this, maybe try this for you. But ultimately it's just about talking and getting conversation started and, and sitting there and listening and, and just being present for somebody, being in that moment for them and letting them know that you are there listening and you are there to 
care for them in in that moment. You don't have to cure them. It's like it's like um, physical first aid. When you go and do your first aid course, if somebody breaks their arm on site, you don't fix their arm for you. Do it. you just get it to a point till the professionals turn up? And mental health first aid is exactly the same as that. I think uh, people should go on the mental health first aid course because it gives them an insight. Again, you won't become able to cure people's problems, but you may let you understand a little bit more of what somebody's going through and it, it can be that difference in somebody's life or somebody's day and also i think as well another golden nugget to take away is ultimately be kind because you never 100%. know you never know what somebody's going through your words can be the difference in the life or death it gets that serious and that's the downside with with being online all the time yeah because there are a lot of people out there who are needlessly unkind yeah whether it's they're criticizing someone's work or someone or the way they look or the way they're doing things and i feel sorry for those people i mm. really do to feel that you need to publicly reach out and try and make someone feel bad it means that they've got some demon inside them that's that's working away at them they're insecure about something or they've got something inside them that they're not happy with because I look at it and sometimes, and I still get shocked, but I mean, I don't let it bother me. Mm. Like Thousands of people see my stuff when I put it online. Yeah. And I don't give a toss what anyone yeah. says. I really don't. Um, I've got past that point where I care now. Yeah. Um, some of it I find amusing and some of it I, f I just find sad. Yeah. I find it sad that people are going out of their way to try and do that and try and make you feel bad. It's a it's a real, real odd, odd um, sort of character trait, I think, especially. But then they're hiding behind an online profile where they think that they're, you know, they're safe and... Yeah, I've got I've got a good example of that actually. I I put a video up and it, the video did really well. It was just me laying brick, and I, put, I went and worked with somebody for the day and I put it on and it, it's done nearly a million views. And I was starting to get a bit of hate on it, and I ignore it like like you say you always do. And then this one particular one was really going at me on it, and I just kept going back with a positive thank you very much for your feedback i'll take that online i hope my 22 years of experience i, I hope to get to and so on and back and forth and then fair dues to this person right he messaged me the next day and said i've just looked at your profile and seen what you're all about i'm really sorry for that and we were chatting back and forth i was like he was like it's just a bit bad i went yeah i understand but it can go a bit far um and then it turns out he needed a little bit of help and support which i got him that help and support and he's now changed his perce uh, perception of mental health within the industry around and it, it just goes to show that if you if i'd bit and gone back at him it could have gone back and forth but again it, it his his way of dealing with what yeah. was going on with him was to yeah. be negative towards yeah. other people and sort of deflect his own unhappiness and exactly yeah, kill that. him with a bit of kindness yeah. and it's yeah. it's worked and he's actually a really nice guy <laughs> he just went about it the wrong and way for a point afterwards yeah. <laughs> but but he it's probably because he doesn't know how to ask for that help yeah i think as well so and they, they always say never true word is said in jest and things like that but it's it's people's way of deflecting that attention away from them and and doing what they see feet that they see is fit and a. a, a like say killed him with a bit of kindness and now he's on a better track now so apart from on tiktok there's a lot of knobheads yeah, on tiktok yeah. <laughs> i think people just set up accounts just to do yeah that. yeah user one four seven three yeah, nine yeah. and yeah but anyway but no it's been great chatting to you as always dave thank you for coming down today thanks to the guys over at trade Pleasure. legends for having us on but hopefully if you are uh if you are in the industry and you do feel you need a little bit of help and support, there is people out there to give you that help and support. And if you do need that, all the details will be in the description below, I'm sure, or it might be on a pop-up. Depends how 
good they are and technical they are stuff. I can't do that with my podcast. But <laughs> but no, honestly, no matter how deep or how dark the situation and how much debt you're in, how much whatever it is, it always, always gets better. And there are people out there that can help you get back to where you want to be, a better version of you. And you can go out and smash it and achieve whatever you want to achieve. So thank you very much. Look after yourself. I'll speak to you all soon. There you go. Perfect. Good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good. It was about 40 minutes out, something like that. Yeah, well, that's that's for now. I think we saw yeah. quarter to two. Yeah, just over, just over 30 minutes. Yeah, perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, good. Thank well done, Dave. Happy days, man. Thank you for chatting. So you've really cut down your team that much then? Down to two. Because oh obviously when we were there, for example, at our house, when you did the Bisley, there was about five... There were six of us there, there were seven in total. And they were originally your teams. Yeah, yeah. Seven yeah. As of about four weeks ago, yeah. Wow, I mean, that's a hell of a cut. Yep. <laughs> and you're still able to physically cope with the workload? Oh, I can. I, I've, I've dramatically changed the workload so that I am going from job to job now. And what, that's. What were you doing before? Trying to manage three jobs at once whilst leaving one in charge of one, one in charge of the other, and absolutely drowning under it. Just constantly treading water, aren't you? I just, like, there's not enough time in the day. The money wasn't there for me to not be on the tools. And to, I needed three jobs running at once to pay six, seven guys. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I needed that to, so I was basically working extra just to pay people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if it got to a stage where I could have stepped away, replaced me on one of those jobs, and I just do the managing, it would have been fine. But the money's not there to do that. Not at, not at the size that I was. The money's just not there to do it. Like, you know yourself. Yeah. You know, you do an extension or, you know, renovation or whatever. You know, the, the profit of what you're making from the total job for three months, you might be making yeah. profit for the business. Well, that's not enough then to pay you for all the months that you're there and things. It's and So with two guys then, does that mean... It's me and the apprentice. Me and one apprentice, that's it. So you've had to... I guess with two guys, you've had to scale down the jobs that you do do. Did they, they just take you a bit longer than they would before? No, they take the same amount of time because there was only ever two or three working per job. Right. Because obviously I had three jobs running and the lads would be split between them. Yeah. So the jobs were still the, the jobs were still moving at the same sort of speed. Yeah. I think that was part of the problem. You still had some contractors working for you anyway. The lads yeah, exactly. Bricklayers and gas fitters and all that yeah, exactly. sort of stuff. So. so you're at a level now, do you think you'll stick at it? Or oh, do you I've... naturally want to expand a little bit in the future again? Um, at the moment, I will definitely be sticking as I am, because <laughs> like I said, I'm so much happier, mm -hmm. so much happier. Um, it's it's a hell of a thing when all of a sudden you take away the other people being responsible for your name and reputation, and looking back at it, you know the stresses that that come with that are horrendous, horrendous like, and. No matter how good you guys are, I mean, I've, I've stayed, it's all amicable with the lads and everything, you know, we're all still pals. Um, I just, I just had enough. Yeah. I just had enough of being that guy that just is constantly on the go and constantly working. I was getting home from work, going straight on the iPad or the computer and sorting something else out. And this is after working till seven. Yeah. How know. long were you, was it like that for? I'd say at least the last sort of, yeah, it's about the last sort of, sort of six or nine months. So before that, it, 
was a smaller team? Or? No, it was the same. We've had the same size team now for about 18 months. But the workload just always seemed to increase and always seemed to increase and you couldn't keep turning stuff down. But then the biggest problem I've had this year was delays delays from suppliers. They killed me this year. Absolutely killed me. I mean, this, this Saturday... I went and finished snagging and putting the roof lantern on a on an extension that we finished two months ago. I waited three and a half months for that for that roof lantern. Three and a half months mm. for a roof lantern. And that was a job that we finished two months ago and that was hanging over me and I'm still waiting for my final payment. Yeah, well, yeah. it was. Don't get me wrong, they yeah. paid me on Saturday the second the bill went in. Yeah. Amazing clients, like really patient because I had a sheet of ploy covering up the bloody roof of the kitchen for yeah. an extra like two months. But... All those things when you when you're running a small business, like you imagine the cash flow on not getting your final payment on yeah. extension two months later, like yeah. when you're expecting that money and that money and your outlay every every month is going out, and yeah, I just because when that money comes and hits your account, it's it's worthless in a way. It's because, gone, yeah, because you've already assigned that money got gone, elsewhere, yeah, yeah. and it's you've like, already... it's 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 difficult because people get sucked into the. Oh, my business is growing. I'm doing great. And I want all the vans on the road. Yeah, I want yeah. and all that, and and that is great. If you if you can do that and you can sustain that, then absolutely. But I was just going to say, were there any perks to the way it was the last eighteen months? The perks were it was going in the direction where I'd want to end up if I if I kept going. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I look at that now and I think maybe my perception was a bit warped. And the idea of now having 10 vans on the road absolutely terrifies me. And I think yeah. people as well need to understand that if you do run a business, you can't do everything no, yourself. And you, you, need, you need to bring in the people that um, can that do have the skill set to do that. But it's, it's a difficult line to balance on because it's, right, well, I've got to go out and make a like you were saying before make a wage to pay them to bring it in and it is a it is a long game and it doesn't happen overnight no, and it doesn't and i just got to the stage where i couldn't make it work anymore the way i was i really couldn't um i would have needed some serious investment to push past there mm. to then be able to get it how i want it and to be efficient so i guess you can appreciate when bob talks about these you know two people a week like yeah yeah find it too much and they do stupid things you could appreciate how yeah. I, w- can get I was in a very dark place eight weeks ago. Like a very dark place. Yeah, it it took it, it, it took took a real. I mean, was that like a moment? Yeah. Or was that just massively? That was, that was a moment in amongst the the shit storm that was happening. That that's another thing that people don't realise as well that it's the people that you your friends and family and you your spouses that have to live with you if you're struggling with your mental health. And they they are fortunate enough to to be quite strong with the mental health side of things. You're putting a lot of pressure on them as well, and they've got to live with it. And um, no doubt, our wives could sit here and have the same conversation about the shit that you're putting. Oh, through. we were horrible, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was a horrible, horrible person. I was never, I never really changed at work and stuff like that because I, I had a philosophy of I, I never scream and shout and and stuff like that at work because I think if you do that, you just lose people. But. I used to go home and take it out, and, and uh, not physically, but I yeah, yeah, and then yeah. See, I was probably the opposite of that. I was shut off mm. emotionally, so I'd go home and I'd be cold and non-responsive if I'm being spoken to and things like that. Do you know what I mean? I was 
that's on looking back at it, that, that's how I know I was dealing with things. Yeah. My, my way of dealing with things was to completely clam up and it's not to talk not about deal it. with it. Yeah, to just <laughs> try and shut it off. Like, yeah, I was. Oh, it was eating me inside. That's why I wasn't sleeping. I was mm. absolutely. How common do you think those kind of things are for people in my time? position and, and the position you were in? Oh, very common. Like the small to medium sized businesses. Massively. Business. And I don't well, even I'll think... give you a classic example. I mean, you only have to look at some of the people on Instagram. Right, and you can see when they're fucked up. Mm. You can look at him sometimes on his stories. I don't know if you follow him, and sometimes I look at him and think, oh, I'm, I'm there. He's not always there. He's, yeah. He needs, he needs help, like. And he was like sort of having a bit of like a, you know, I call it a meltdown or whatever mm. on his stories, just airing his airing his feelings and stuff like. And I messaged him. I was chatting with him about it, and he didn't want to hear what I had to say. You could tell it was like. Could that have been you like six months ago, four months ago, kind of? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I'm, it comes down to the people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. And if, if I think we could be a little bit guilty of uh, toxic positivity. And what I mean by that is, I mean that you have to be seen to be grinding to get this job done and you have to be up and out early every day and you have to be doing this and you have to have the things on the drive and stuff like that and in reality those things don't make you happy it's the um for me i'm loving the journey of the journey i'm on now so i i went through um i like i said on the podcast when i came on last time i i worked for myself from 2005 up to 2012 and i went from repointing garden walls to doing substations outside Man United yeah. football ground and stuff like that. I was turning over eight, I think the highest return was £1,000 a year, I think. And there was me and four other guys doing it. And I used to hate Fridays because fucking, where the fuck am I going to find all this money to pay these lads? Which, I, if I'm honest with you, still paying bits of that off now. But um, because I thought that's the thing you needed to be done. It needed to be done there. And I want to achieve all this, that and the other. And... It, that used to eat me up inside all the time. And then I was on a night out, actually, Christmas do, I don't know, maybe six years ago, seven years ago. And I was speaking to a guy that my boss does work with. And he says, you're letting, you, you're bitter about that. I'm like, yeah, no, I've lost all that money. He went, no, think of it this way. Think of it as an education. Would you ever let yourself get to that position again? I said, well, no, I wouldn't, no. He said, would you ever expose yourself that much? I'm like, well, no, he's like, well, it's an education, it's a very expensive education, but learn from it, move forward and realise the goals that you want to set and try not to, he, he said, celebrate the, the little wins. And I think it is, a, it is a valid point that you need to celebrate the little wins. And the best way of looking at it is imagine it's a big ladder and your end goal is there. Whatever your end goal is, and you've got steps that are this big apart, you're climbing up and getting up there easy. But if you've got steps that are like this all the way apart, you might it might take a real monumental effort to get to the next step and you'll end up giving up and that's where you can lose focus and stuff like that and I think it can be hugely consuming and totally because you think I've got to be this person I've got to do this and I've got to get this done when in reality we're all human at the end of the day and we all make mistakes we all get things wrong and we all have to get help we can't do everything on our own and I think Sometimes people can get not brainwashed, but focus too much on on um, other people's other people's perception, opinion. Yeah, yeah. perception I, of I it. I was. 
I was because my business had grown dramatically mm. and all of a sudden, you know, Instagram was taking off for me and I was getting loads of followers and people watch. I felt like I needed to be a big I am. Mm. And I was so wrong, Locke. Mm. I was so wrong, Locke. And worry, it's, worrying it, about what people think when they look at you, I can't give a shit, man. Yeah. And it's massive. Like you can I'm, I'm genuinely, this is why I can talk yeah. about it. This is why I can come on here and talk about it, you know, that I've made mistakes and that I've, you know, reduced everything with the business and I'm doing it with a smile on my face. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes you feel a lot better. And it's massive that you can sit here and talk about it yeah. as well. You could have been that place that you're in now had you not had that kind of dark breakdown moment. Um, no, no, because it, it, I'm one of these people, I would never get to a point gradually. Mm. I'd never get to a sort of a thing where I'm gradually, like, I'd been denying what was happening for months and denying it and making it work. Mm. And and doing that and I thought if it had not got to a breaking point, I'd have probably kept going and getting myself into a deeper, deeper hole, That's a bit like you yeah, did. Yeah, I did. And it, it, it's it's definitely easily done. There's an experiment. I can't remember who did it. Somebody did an experiment called a with a, uh, a frog. So with the water yeah have you heard that so I can't remember which one it was it wasn't Einstein it might have been Newton some uh, clever bloke yeah some clever bloke anyway not a Brit layer. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> he, he got a, a pan of boiling water put a frog in it and it jumped out straight away because it burnt him yeah but he put the frog in the water when it was cool and slowly um, turn the heat turn up. the heat up and the frog boiled to death because it didn't realise that the danger that it was in in its own surrounding because it got used to it and I think we can do that in life as well mm -hmm. We learn from it, we move on, and we keep moving forward. If you like listening to Al talk over all the guests, <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode of Trade Legends, listening to Al talk over everybody else and people banging on the desk, if you've enjoyed listening to him watching today, you fucking gonna just stay still one space just for a minute. If you've enjoyed watching this, blah 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 blah. Right, right, just three, two, one, just, go. So I'll just not do it. Oh. Yeah, sure. I'm going to shut up for just like a minute. Oh. If you've enjoyed listening and watching today's Trade Legends podcast, please subscribe to our channel. It'll really help us out. We're a new podcast. We want to do big things. And you subscribing, hitting the little bell so you get notifications would be just great. Thank you. Hitting the little bell. I was like, yeah, ding, 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 ding. There is a little bell in there.